good Monday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, the big guy KG. Uh, sitting in this thing, the boss BJ coming here. Um, I guess you could kind of sort of say it's moaning Monday, but I'm not even moaning. I'm not. I'm okay. Uh, this is a game that I, I kind of thought, you know, hey, well, we're going to see what they can do. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, I knew we could beat them. Or, I knew we was going to lose. No, no, no. It was a measuring stick game. And for a little while, the Washington football team kind of sort of held up a little bit, but not enough, if you dig what I mean. But it's okay. It's all right. Sometimes you have to look at things as a glass half full as opposed to a glass half empty. We could have came out. We could have laid an egg against Dallas. We could have been blown out to the point of, you know, 27 to nothing. Then on top of that, we would have never heard the end of it. Uh, The Washington football team would be the butt of all the jokes and all that jibber jabber. But that's not even the case. Now, brother Gary decided to, you know, hit the message board and he, he he's in the sideline junkie chat feeling real good about himself. And, you know, rightfully so, rightfully so. But like I told him and I tell any other Cowboy fan that has something to say about this win, one thing that Joe Jackson Gibbs said was win with style. And I, I'll say this to Cowboy fans, be humble. Because the bottom could fall out and you could lose the last four. And Washington can win the last four. Then what then? You dig? We got the boss BJ joining us. The man that writes all the checks, keeps the, the, the ship running. Whole pile of shit right now. That's a whole other topic for another show. But uh, what's going on with you tonight, brother? I'm um, just um um trying to. I, I can't say digest this loss because I, I digested it yesterday. I, I digested it yesterday. I, I you know talking to Gary and we we had extensive conversation in the sideline junkie chat that went from uh Washington Dallas to the greatest in hip hop to uh, uh world championships and how they counted and you know we 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 went all over the place we went all over the world and back today and that that felt good because that got me through my day I just I I want to say that on air I thank you guys for that that got me through my day and you know we still got to set a date for that forty yard dash, B. Yeah, man. You know, it, it hurts that one of my brothers don't don't believe what my potential was back in the day. But it's all good, though, man. I say, you know, give everybody, you know, you know, we're gonna do it. Give everybody to um, the summer. That's, you know, good six months to work out, get in shape, and. You know, just for fun, whoever can run the fastest. 
I'm with that. I'm all the way with that. But now we're here to talk about kind of, I'm not going to say kind of, so it was a heartbreaking loss. We're here to talk about that. Heartbreaking loss. Washington loses the Dallas rivalry game and I'll see them in two weeks. Uh, if you let Gary tell it, they're going to, they, they, this was a, uh, what was the word he used? Um, Oh man, what was the word he used? He used I can't think of what he used, but along the learned terms of ass whooping to uh yesterday, um he says they're gonna do it again in two weeks in Dallas. Um Dallas is flying high right now. Uh Dak Prescott was twenty two or thirty-nine, two eleven, one touchdown and two picks. Ezekiel Elliott hampered by a knee injury, twelve carries, forty-five yards. Um Corey Clement, thirteen carries. 38 yards. No, I'm sorry. 13 carries, 44 yards. Uh, Dak had seven carries for 15. CeeDee Lamb had two for 15. CeeDee Lamb also had seven catches for 61 yards. Uh, Amari Cooper, five for 51 and a touchdown. Zeke had one for 15. Schultz had one for four, which I needed him to come through in, uh, in, in, uh, fantasy, you know, but I guess not. Uh, Jordan Lewis, Six tackles. Uh, Armstrong, six tackles. Michael Parsons had three tackles and two of them were sacks. Let me talk about Michael Parsons real quick. And B, you tell me if I'm wrong. That boy a beast. Absolute beast. Absolute monster. Nah, you, you're 100% correct on that. He, he absolutely manhandled anything in his way to have Burgundy and Gold on yesterday including was supposed to be one of the best guards in the league and Brandon Sheriff. He absolutely had his way with him a couple times. But, um, you know, not just him, but the entire Dallas front. I don't know what Dallas saw coming into the game, but for some reason they felt like Taylor Heineke couldn't handle heavy blitz. And he showed it yesterday that for whatever reason he couldn't, couldn't deal with that yesterday. They were they were throwing it at him and it was frustrating to see because uh was no adjustments. But yeah, Parsons is a monster man. He's an animal. Um whether he's blitzing, playing coverage, he can do it all, man. It's uh it's crazy to see it, man. Dallas definitely got them a gym. That is absolutely right. Now I'm saying that as a football fan. I'm saying that as a fan, period. I mean, I like the kid. He is a absolute monster, and I, I'm I'm mad that I got to see him. Uh, dag on twice a year, probably for the next ten to fifteen years. But uh, he I got to give credit where credit is due. Um, switching over to the Washington side, Taylor Heineke, eleven for twenty five, one twenty two, one touchdown and one INT. Kyle Allen came in in relief, four for nine. 53 yards. Uh, Antonio Gibson, 10 carries, 36 yards. Patterson, 4 carries, 29 yards. Uh, Williams, 4 carries, 16 yards. Cam Sims was probably the catch of the game, Cam. He mossed Trayvon Diggs. Let, 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 let's just call a spade a spade. He mossed Trayvon Diggs for a touchdown. That's what I've been waiting to see out of Cam Sims for the longest. And I'm hoping, like hell, that they stop waiting on Curtis Samuel to come back and be healthy and go with Cam Sims, like I said in the beginning of the season, as the number two. 
you have McLaurin on one side, Sims on the other. That way you got speed and height on the other side. You have your possession receiver and you have your deep threat. That's it. That's it. Uh, Adam Humphreys, four catches, 34 yards. Uh, John Bates had a catch for 19. Uh, Carter had two catches for 12. Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown, and Terry McLaurin all shut out. No catches. Um, defensively, now, defensively, they played a very good game. Uh, William Jackson, the third, seven uh, tackles. Jonathan Allen, seven tackles in the sack. Deron Payne, six tackles in the sack. Landon Collins, five tackles, two sacks, and a pick. Cole Holcomb, eight tackles in a pick. Wise, seven tackles. Uh, going down this thing here. Shaka Tony, four assists. Bobby McCain, two tackles. Uh, Matt Ioannidis, two. The defense played pretty solid, and they tightened up. But now, I don't want to sound like a broken record, and I don't want to sound like a bitter fan when we look at this game. But officiating was trash, not just towards Washington. Officiating was trash all day yesterday. A lot of blown calls, a lot of missed calls. The officiating needed, they needed glasses. They needed something. But it was terrible yesterday. That uh, The play that ended the game pretty much was an incomplete pass from Kyle Allen. They called it a fumble. I wasn't happy about that because Washington probably could have tied the game up maybe. But they called it a fumble. And now, B, I know you watched the game live. And we were talking during the game. I went through my whole spiel and my my, my, my regimen of when they started doing bad, turn the game off, don't even check it. And then when I did that, they scored 20 points. But from you watching that game live yesterday, how bad was officiating for both sides? Um, It was pretty bad. You know, like I said, you know, like you said, and you said, you know, pretty very well that it was bad throughout the league yesterday. But I thought that Cal Allen um, called fumble was absolutely horrendous because it decided the game. And I got to disagree with you. I mean, Washington had a little bit momentum. But I don't know if that, that offense would have went down and scored on that Dallas defense. They were reeling a little bit. But just, you know – the athletes on that side of the ball and them absolutely crushing and destroying the Washington offensive line all day, you know, I don't think they would have went down and scored. For some reason, you know, Washington, you know, comes comes out with, you know, this, this slow out of the box, super slow start, and it takes them a while to get going. And, you know, I know we were talking about the fishing, and like I said, it was horrible. But Dallas played a very sloppy game yesterday. And you said something, you know, to, to kick the show off. It's like, you know, the tables can turn for the Cowboys and they could be looking up instead of looking down on everybody, which is very much possible the way they play because they – Washington did everything in their power on offense not to win that game. And Dallas – 
basically kept giving them chance after chance. If they had any type of offensive anything, you're looking at a different ball game. So you got to figure out going forward, and it's not just a it's not just a Washington problem. I see it across the league. You have oh wait, excuse me, you have some teams snap, snap, snap on offense. They know where they're going. They know how you know execution is right, and you could just tell it's it's it is a worked on craft. Let's just put it like that. And then there's some teams you look at and you're just like, you just they do you know if, you can't tell if they know their head from their asses. Um, Washington, Buffalo, and I'm not saying that because I root for Buffalo or Washington. I'm saying that because these are the teams I watch. I'm watching this with my own eyes. So going forward, now teams have a blueprint on the Washington football team. And if you blitz them heavy, damn near zero blitz, you, you want to get through. Because that's what Dallas – that was one of the most frustrating things to watch is Dallas do that and Washington have no answer for it. No answer. It was a play with uh, Heineke took the sack. Sack fumble, touchdown. And Curtis Samuel was underneath, came underneath. I don't know if you saw the replay of this, Kevin. Curtis Samuel, they were doing crossing routes. Curtis Samuel kind of came underneath. He got bumped a little bit, but he was free enough where Heineke could have just tossed the ball out there. Was well, nobody out there. He could have just tossed the ball out there. Whether he could have caught up to it and ran to it or not, that would have been a different story. But you wouldn't have took a sack fumble and gave up six points. It's just certain things you look at and you're just like, you know, you scratch your head. He's like, Am I the only one seeing this? Are the coaches seeing this? Because it's it's just like, okay, they're blitzing. We have don't y'all run blitz counters in practice? I, it, it seemed like it they don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, it was it was interesting, to say the least. But moving forward, and I'm gonna address something else that um Okay. Hey, I told you I'm going through a world of hurt right now. World of hurt with the PS4 Pro. Now I have to download the update to a USB drive to download it to the PlayStation. My PlayStation is absolutely, right now, completely bricked. I can't even start it. So that's a whole other issue. So if you hear a little frustration in my voice, you hear me throw a kid or break something, you understand why. <laughs> Did you say so, throw a kid? I mean, you know, if it's a kid in the way, I had to throw a kid. Um, that's a whole nother issue. I'm going when you get to a certain age, you, you just be like, okay, that's enough for the day. You know, if this was me 20 years ago, especially when the Walmart for 24 hours, I don't want got me a USB stick, did the download, did this, did that, get this thing back up and running. And be good to go. But all of a sudden now she can't download things from the internet. So uh what was I saying about football? I forgot. You had uh you were talking about officiating uh the team and then you had a thought that you were getting ready to process. 
And I lost that thought because the PlayStation just told me that it needed to have a USB drive. Bro, it was just working um, less than an hour ago. Less than an hour ago, the damn thing was just working. And it has completely had a brain fart. And now I'm stuck with a... And I bought the PS4 Pro with force on it, I believe. Because it just came out. What? I lost that thought. I'm going to go into mute and I'm going to probably tear my blinds down and do a couple other things real quick. <laughs> well, let, let me say this. We, we, and I say we as in the Washington football team. We got four games left. We have the Sheagles twice, Dallas, the Giants. In order, it's the Eagles, Dallas. I think it's the Sheagles again, then the Giants to end it up. We need three out of those four. Preferably the next one against uh, the next one against Dallas. If Dallas drops, we're three games behind Dallas, and it'd be great if we could win out and get all four, and put Dallas in, you know, get in the driver's seat, put Dallas in the back seat. That would be great. But hell, now we're dealing with a problem, and here's the problem: we've lost how many players this week alone to COVID and the NFL alone, 36 players placed on reserve COVID list due to positive tests and a Washington staffer uh, tested positive for the Omicron variant. I joke about it so much. Keep calling it the Omarion variant. And I, I was getting ready to do that, but I, I can't. This is serious. We we're down. Uh, Jonathan Allen. Now, Jonathan Allen among four Washington players to test positive for COVID, and that's not including Montez Sweat, who went down earlier. Uh, it's Jonathan Allen, David Mayo. Practice squad defensive end William Bradley King and practice squad tight tight end Tameric Hemingway have all been placed on COVID-19 reserve. Now, Jonathan Allen is vaccinated. He can come back as soon as he gets two negatives for two days, two negative tests, two days in a row. We just lost uh, Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat was supposed to come back this week off the broken jaw. COVID positive. Casey Tuhill and James Smith Williams, COVID positive. So we we got guys. Wow, we got guys that we're losing not to injury but to a virus. So you got to take that into consideration, and a lot of people who for the last four weeks have been praising Taylor Heineke. Now they're back to, oh, well, we need a franchise quarterback come the offseason because he's not the answer. But just four weeks ago, for the last four weeks, you've been talking about what do we need another quarterback for? We got our franchise. Ain't that what y'all said? I'm tired of Fairweather fans. 
You know, we got a tough road ahead. Nobody said it was going to be easy. But until we're knocked off, until they crown a new champion, we are still the defending NFC East champions. Let's act like it. Okay. And, and I don't mean to cut you off. I just had that thought. You got it. The monkey's back working. All right. They on typewriters. Thousand monkeys yeah, on a yeah, thousand yeah. typewriters. They, they, were, they were just they were playing the drums upstairs and then they went back to work. What I wanted to say is, you know, I know this is a, a rivalry, you know, deep-rooted rivalry. Both fan bases hate each other. You know, the older the older players that played on the older teams hate each other. You know, mutual respect, though, but they hated each other. Washington and Dallas are in two different realms. Dallas is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. Washington is not that. Washington is a, you know, mid-tier team. That you, you know, they they might have enough talent to win the division, surprise a couple people, and then you can you just kind of see where it goes from there. They're definitely not on the same level as Dallas right now. And that's not trying to be funny, you know, it's not trying to be it is what it is. Um so for Washington to even have scraped the 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 the, the chin a little bit and then you know draw some blood from the beast and almost beat them, you know, Cowboy fans should be kind of like, hey, 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 you know, hold on. You know, we were supposed to go into Landover and handle these guys. We were supposed to have this, you know, lead top offense. Uh, defense definitely came out and, and showed out. But they made a lot of sloppy mistakes. And if you think you're going to make these sloppy mistakes going to the playoffs against the Rams, against the Cardinals, against the Packers, Against the Buccaneers, you might as well go ahead and buy you a nice comfy couch because you'll be at your ass is gonna be home, and that's the truth. Washington played played for what happened yesterday. They could have played a lot better on offense, but for the most part, Washington made it a game. You know, especially in the first part where it just looked like it was gonna be a uh, you know just a, a straight Mike Tyson first round knockout. So. You know, you know Dallas fans. I would, I would be called. Hey, congratulations, good game. And we we'll see y'all in two weeks, Washington fans. Hey, take the L. You gotta look on to next week because now, like KG just said, you are still the defending NFC champions. You gotta act like it. Whether it's Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, Ron Rivera, his whoever, Jack Del Rio. Whoever it is, but you don't have Montez Sweat. And I think the defense did a hell of a like, For everybody they were missing on Sunday, I think they did a hell of a job. I think the backup, the backups to the backups were playing on, on the line. Like, and they still, you know, they, you would have liked to see them get to Dak a little bit more. And I told Kevin that. I'm like, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, Payne and Allen – I just think that there is – I think they could be playing a lot better. How about that? I think they could be for for what they're supposed to be and what you see in the league and people that are dominant at that position. They're not that. And even together. And you shouldn't need two other – you shouldn't need somebody like Chase Young to take attention off the line so you can eat. You should be dominant enough by yourself to eat. If that makes sense, KG, that's the, the the monkeys are leaving the typewriter now. They're going back to the intro. 
<laughs> All right, I got you on that. And but let me piggyback off of what you said. They could be a lot more dominant because you know the whole thing is oh, well you got four first round picks on that defensive line. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. Dog, I'm tired of hearing that. Only way this is going to work is if they produce. And a lot of people are, are blaming. Well, before the bye week, they were blaming Jack Del Rio. Now we come out of the bye week. They 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 didn't even they didn't sniff Dak enough yesterday. I mean, Dak should have been well acquainted with that D line, but he wasn't. Hey, they got to him four times, but that's not enough because Dak gave he Dak was he was gift wrapping that 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 game. Let's just say that. And it didn't come to pass. And I can't fully blame the defense because the offense was stagnant. But the blame that I do put on the defense is that they have to show up and possibly pitch shutouts until the offense wakes the hell up. You know, I mean, granted, I don't want to see them allow any points. If it was left up to me, they'd pitch shutouts the rest of the way. Now, a Cinderella story is okay. The wake-up call is the loss to Dallas, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're looking in retrospect, Washington went on a four-game win streak, and they pitched shutouts in three of the four games and won by a combined score of 61 to, like, nine over four games. You know, I'll take that. But the defense is going to have to step up these last four games, and they can't play like they played yesterday. They cannot play like that. They cannot play stagnant. They cannot play. They have to play bully ball. You know? I don't think they have that in them. And, and I'm about to say something. When, if you are if you want to be considered the best, you have to play that way when you're up against the best. And Dallas still want, has one of the better offensive lines in the league. And... If you want to be the best, then that's when you need to show out. That's when you need to put people on the ground. Like I said, Brandon Sheriff got tossed like a rag dog a couple times yesterday. A couple times. Micah Parsons won that battle yesterday. That should not ever, ever happen. Like, you know, Brandon Sheriff should be putting him into the ground and hitting him in his ribs, whatever you got to do. Yeah, he got beat badly yesterday. So you can't say that about any of the Dallas linemen, though. You cannot go through that game and say, oh, what you call him is having a problem with uh, Allen or pain. Like, you can't say that. Dak, for the most part, sat back there and was like, uh, how, how am I going to throw this game away? Who who is wearing burgundy and gold that don't have no interceptions this season? Let me see. Here you go, Cole Holcomb. All right, I, he, he one of one of the most basic NFL things when you're playing a good quarterback or offense. Can you get to the quarterback? If you can get to the quarterback, it changes the whole complexity of the game. You know, you change the time. And just go back to 
the Broncos and the Panthers Super Bowl some years back. I think that was 15. Cam couldn't sneeze. The Broncos are already in the backfield. That's what you have to do. And Washington, for the most part, hasn't done that. They played some gritty ball the last four weeks. But being dominant in the pass rush, it's, 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 you know, it's not just, like I said, it's not just a Washington thing. You have to find ways to get to the quarterback, whether you got to bring extra heat, whether you got to move some people around, whether you have to bring somebody else in. Like, hey, this guy's not being productive. Let me, let me see. Let me sprinkle this in real quick. This guy's been playing his ass off in practice. Let me see if he, if he got, if his motor is a little bit better. Maybe he maybe he can fire a spark. Maybe he's not the every down guy because you already paying these guys. I know you, we all know how that works. You know, you know, your first round draft pick, you're getting paid a certain amount of money. You're going to play. Okay, but to what what extent? Because the four first round draft picks weren't successful at getting to the quarterback. It, it was a couple games they didn't bust a grape getting to the quarterback. Like, it's no game you can sit there and just be like, hey, man, the quarterback was under duress the whole game. Like, they couldn't stop anybody. You could say that yesterday with Dallas rushing through that burgundy and goal offensive line. You could say that yesterday. It was like, bro, I don't know. Like I said, Dallas did their homework, and they they – that is a that is a man up challenge. We're gonna blitz the shit out of you. We don't care if you see it. We're not fake blitzing. We want to see if you can stop this. We want to see if you're quick enough and and to make the decisions to beat our blitz. And we're gonna keep doing it until you you stop. That's like daring people to run with eight men in the box. You run you you run if you want to. We're gonna put eight nine men in this box. Let's see if you run it now. That, to me, that's like that's like the ultimate insult. And Washington, like I said, Washington, for whatever reason, did not adjust at all. So I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it gets to a certain point where you're watching it, and it's just like, uh, okay. But, bro, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Here's my thing, and we talk about what Dallas did and everything, and Dallas Dallas schemed up Washington really good. Now, I thought about it, and I was like, nah, every it's not going to be that perfect where you're just kind of like, let's go really, really vanilla because, you know, we kind of sort of can afford to lose this game. Let's go vanilla and not make any adjustments. Then when they come back in two weeks and they try to do this again, we're ready for them. It's not going to work like that. This is not I, I remember back in um what was that 2002 when the Bucks were being they the Bucks had gotten dominated by the Eagles like the last four seasons. And what happened was they went up to the vet. And when they went to the vet, the Bucks lost to the Eagles yet again. 
When John Gruden got on the bus, he said, I got their asses. He said, I got their blitz packages. I got everything. So when we see them again, we'll be ready. And what happened? They played them in the NFC Championship game. I'm sorry, they played them in the playoffs. In the last game in Veterans Stadium. And they walked off and they they, they beat them. That's the, the famous Rondé Barber pick of Donovan McNabb coming across the middle. And I'm thinking like, okay, maybe that can happen for us. That's my whole point of the story. Maybe Ron is playing possum right now and that can happen for us. But I know it's not going to be perfect like that. They made no adjustments whatsoever to those blitz pickups, those blitz packages. All they just pretty much say was if you play Madden, you know what Engage 8 is? That's what Engage 8 is supposed to look like. When you're sending eight defenders dropping three and it's only five or six defenders to to to, to block, so you, you got two people running free. That's basically what it is. And they didn't even adjust to it. They didn't audible out of it. They didn't do anything. And that's where Washington, that's where coaching lost in the first half. Second half was a different story. I need that team that played in the second half to play like that the rest of the season. Now, we don't know what the status of Taylor Heineke is for the rest of the season right now. His MRI was today. No news is good news. But they think he'll be able to play on Sunday. For those of you that, that are thinking that Kyle Allen is going to come in. If he does, he does. But if Heineken can play, I feel more confident with Heineke because it's Heineke. And I'm going to ride with him. Here's my thing. Offensively against the Eagles. And let's we we that's it about the Cowboys. The Cowboys game. That's it. There's nothing else to say about it. the game's over. Excuse me. Um has has the the, the Monday night game finished yet? Uh, we at the end of week 13. I, I, I'm, I'm... Uh, I just looked at the score. I'm not sure. I thought I had some time left. It's uh, 123 left. The Rams are leading 20, I mean, 30 to 20. God, dog, that messed up my pick for the night. Um, okay. So once the final whistle blows for that game, that's the end of week 14. That's the end of it. This, so right now is the last time we're going to talk about this Dallas Laws 27 to 20. This is the last time we're going to talk about it because it's time to focus on the Sheagles. And I do mean Sheagles. Now, against Philly, we're going to have to be ready. We're going. This is not the same Philly team that we beat last year. This is not the same Philly team that was the doormat the last two seasons, along with the Giants. So we need to be prepared for Jalen Hurts if he plays, but we also need to be prepared for Gardner Minshew. We need to prepare. So today should have been a film study day. And I, I'm sorry. It's nip and tuck. I'm trying to make the P word. And I, I'm gone into that mode where I'm not going to say the full P word until we clinch. But we're trying to make the P word. Today should have been a film study day. Here's what you did wrong. This is what we need to fix. First half, second half. This is what we need to work on to install to beat the Sheagles. That's it. That's it. It's in the can. The Dallas game is in the can. No need to talk about it anymore. Philadelphia is the is the focus. Every piece of anger, every piece of of of, of hate, hurt, you know, battling the the, the 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 officials along with battling eleven Cowboys. It yesterday we played um 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 eleven on fifteen. 
And that's okay because the Cowboys are playing 11 on 15 too. But we can't focus on that. Here's the focus. Coming into this, this Philly game, Philly's looking to play spoiler. So if they want to play spoiler, we got we we can't let that happen. If Heineke's going to be healthy, you got to keep him upright. But if the, he's not healthy enough to be himself, sit him. Protect him from himself and sit him. Let Kyle Allen play. Kyle Allen can run a little bit read option too. Start putting that wrinkle. And I've been asking for that for six weeks now for a wrinkle of the read option because it's there. D'Angelo Hall has said it. Brian Weinstein has said it. Julie Donaldson has said it. I believe Brian Mitchell's even said it. Everybody that watches this team says if we run just a little bit of the read option, we'll be a little bit more devastating on offense. Okay? I need to see that. I need to see whatever quarterback plays, get the passing game going so we can get the run game going. Hopefully, J.D. McKissick comes back because we need him in that, in that passing game as well as the running game. I need Antonio Gibson to hold on to the ball for the rest of the season. I need no more fumbles. It's great that you're leading the NFC in rushing, but I need no more fumbles. Defensively, I need this team to be hungry. Hungry. Get after the quarterback. Find your landmarks. Be where you're supposed to be in zone. Don't let somebody come in your area and let them go. Communicate. Linebackers got to communicate with the safety. Safety's got to communicate with the linebackers, and everybody got to communicate with the D-line. Because the D-line's got their head down rushing them linebackers, need to be looking up and yelling, run a pass. You got to be ready. This is peewee football all over again. Break it down to fundamentals and reinstall. We got a good coaching staff. We got a good team. We can repeat as division champions if we want to. We control our destiny. I'm not wishing no ill will on any other team in the NFC East, but you don't matter to me right now. I'm sorry. I'm to the point now. I want your heart on the plate. I want Philly's heart on the plate first. Then I want the Cowboys. Then I want the Giants. Then I want Philly again. I want your hearts on the plate. And I want to sit there and look you in your eyes. I eat your heart. That's how I feel right now. That's how this team should feel. It's time to put the women and children to bed and go looking for fucking dinner. Let's go. Back to you, BJ. Well, I ain't got nothing else, man. I'm sitting here trying to figure out how am I'm going to unbrick my PS4. So I'm going to fight with this for... Another 30 minutes or so. I'm not going to play with this all night. I don't have time for it. But I'm going to fight with this for another 30 minutes or so. And um, I'm with you, man. It is, you know, four games left. You control your own destiny. Uh, are they still sitting in the playoff spot right now? The P-word spot? Number seven. Number seven. Still didn't move. Didn't, you know, number seven. So we're good. So, you know. Ooh. Got that early. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got paid. <laughs> hey, it's always a good feeling. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But, um, yeah, man, it, you got to – you have to, um, like you say, you, you got to – it's time to get serious. You know, it's time to get serious. It's time to 
act, you know, get things going. No more excuses. You know, no more excuses. Let's go. You know, it's 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 now or never. You know, do you want it or not? That's 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 what it boils down to, man. Do you want it or not? Let's see. Let's see. No more talking. Let's see what they what they want to do. Agreed. Agreed. So that's all the time we got for the night. Um, try to come back tomorrow for a proper Tuesday night flight. Uh, talk a little NFL. Um, talk a little NBA because we got trades and Damian Lillard being first. He wasn't being shopped now. I hit a Lakers in a running trying to get him along with uh, it's the Lakers, the Sixers, and the Pelicans. I think in a three-way trade that somebody done proposed. And, man, we got a lot of stuff to break down NBA-wise. But uh, that we'll try to get to the- Uh-oh, brother, we lost you. Uh-oh. Um, Dang, I'm sitting here yeah, talking. I'm on mute. There you go. I- I'm sitting here talking the whole time, and I'm on mute. Good God. That's, all, That's all the time we got for tonight. It is getting late. So it's time to um, – Shut it down, because if we don't shut it down, my monkey's going to get off and the hamster's going to check in and then I'm going to be looking here all crazy. So please, tomorrow we got NBA. We got a little bit more NFL to get into. We got NBA trade scenarios that have been thrown out there. We got some NFL stuff to talk about because it's coming down to the wide. Nip and tuck, baby. Nip and tuck. Uh, Second season's right around the corner. We got, um. what else do we got? Shoot. Man. Anything else that comes across, you know, the sports wire, we'll talk about that. And but that's for the Tuesday night flight, right about now, right about now. That's the boss, BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime, but we do fix PlayStations. Apparently. So <laughs> until next time, we are out of here.